Steve, you, you sent me a beautiful text this weekend. You said, good morning. This is the last Saturday without college football until January. And you know what? I, I thought that was, it just made me a little emotional, made me a little, <laughs> little just feel something. And I just, it felt nice to feel something. So there you go. You, Steve. There you go. Hey, I'm excited for college football season. You always start off with you sent me a text this week, and I have to I do. I do. I have to try to think back what I did during the weekend and think whether I was sending it in a good mood, a bad mood, an inebriated state, or some other thing. You were in a good mood. I think you were in a good mood. Hello, friends, as Jim Nance would say. Uh, This is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Steve. Steve, uh, we got a good show. Um, I might have did something today, so we'll talk about that. Um, he chuckles, he chuckles over there, hearty little chuckle. Um, then, uh, I want to talk about the Little League World Series because I, I think it's a very important event in the, the state of Pennsylvania. We are a primarily Pennsylvania focused podcast. Um, and then we are going to talk about college football, uh, being back. Uh, and then, uh, it's a big weekend in the, the Samsel house. Um, it is? so, so we'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, all right, let me pull up a timer here so that I'm aware of how long. I always forget this is the second week in a row that I forgot to pull up a timer or a stopwatch rather. So Wish we had music yeah. to play during that. Do, 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 do. Hey, well, can't really talk about Jeopardy anymore because that, I, I, it, it, so it, it just came on when I sat down in our market to start this. And I'm, I'm curious, like, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask me your question. Will they just keep running reruns and collecting money from people <clears throat> taking ads as long as they can at this point? They said, I think so. I think they're going to like do the guest hosting again for okay. a little bit until they find someone, aka until Aaron Rodgers is done playing in the NFL. And then right. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers takes over. <gasps> All right. Yeah, I you just, ready? I, yeah, you scary. You ready? Yes, You're sir. Ready? All right. This would be a 20-minute diatribe by Darian Summers. All right, so over the weekend, let me pull up the article here. Um, Sandy Barber did her, like, I would call it a State of the Union address, so to speak, um, where she kind of talked about a little bit of everything, um, including but not limited to uh, the, the alliance forming between the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC. Um maybe adding another women's sport, which I think we could discuss that later, uh, how much money basketball is. Um, and then, oh, oh, by the way, something that I, 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 I got really fired up about, and it's weird because I haven't been fired up about it, and then I've just started been thinking about all this stuff lately. And that was this quote, Steve. Uh, I'm pulling this one from The Athletic, but multiple other campus resources, uh, media outlets, reported on this quote uh our leadership our campus leadership and sorry this is a quote so quote our campus leadership our board really felt like the position that we've taken is one that balances to the highest degree of health and safety as well as kind of you know personal choice and individual liberties that's about having vaccines or 
having a negative COVID test prior to entering not just Beaver Stadium, but Pagula Ice Arena, Breck Hall, the Bryce Jordan Center, um, Medler Field at Lebrano Park, the indoor track facility, any of the other stadiums on campus. And Steve, you know, I, we've, we've talked at length. We've, we started, we've started the war. The reasons why we started this podcast was because we had nothing better to do in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and we've talked at length. I think, I think you and I have a pretty, we're, we're probably pretty much we're on the relative same side of the, the spectrum with most of this stuff. Um, you might have a little bit more old guy views on it than I do. No offense. <laughs> um, but all right. So here is, here is what I, why I got pissed off. Uh, sorry. I'm probably going to swear a lot today. So if you're listening with your kids, that's just a, a warning. Uh, you know, I, to a pretty decent degree, have followed all of the rules, so to speak. Got vaccinated, wore a mask, have still been occasionally wearing a mask when I go into certain stores because I don't, you know, know how long I'm going to be into those stores, who's actually at those stores. Um, we've done very minimal eating inside restaurants. We've eaten outside restaurants a couple times. We go to breweries occasionally and, and enjoy a beer. Um, but again, social distance outside, fresh air, you know, wind blowing, things like that. And I, I just, what ticked me off about it is this whole process, the whole, only selfishly, mess, as messed up as it is, the thing that I could think about the most is when am I going to get to see a Penn State football game? It's seven Saturdays in the fall that are the most important days of the year to me, to thousands of other people in the state, to my friend group, to my family, and kind of in the back of my head, yes, to do family gatherings, yes, to be around friends, yes, to you know go out in public and stuff like that. But I think the driving suspicion, the driving reason why I got the vaccine was so that I could go watch Penn State football play at Beaver Stadium in person. Um, and look, I understand there are maybe medical reasons why you, you someone can't get the vaccine, but I do kind of feel like we're getting to the point where if you're just not getting the vaccine for whatever reason it may be, whether it's political or you just don't quite trust it, um, I kind of feel like that ship has sailed at this point, especially today after the Pfizer became FDA approved. So if you need, if you're been hesitant about the vaccine, not being an FDA approved, you no longer have an excuse. You just have to go find the Pfizer one. And I would gladly help you go find the Pfizer one. And, and, and all of that led me to, to getting ticked off and annoyed with that quote from Sandy Barber. Because I think one of the early on quotes about sports and COVID was sports are a reward for a functioning society, basically. They, they're not necessary, but they are essential to, to community life. And, and when I thought about that quote and I thought about everything and I thought about what Sandy said, man, does it feel like Penn State's just trying to make a buck off of people and they don't care. They don't care about people that got the vaccine. They don't care about all the efforts that James Franklin took to, to promote the vaccine. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I got fired up about it. So what do I do? I started a petition. Um, it as of now has over a hundred signatures, so it's been up. Do you? Thank you, Steve. Um, 
and here is my ultimate take on this. Outside of church and government, there's probably maybe only one to two organizations that is that is more powerful in the state of Pennsylvania, or really in this area, so to speak, than than Penn State athletics. The first one being, or second one, depending on what side of the state you're on, being the Philadelphia Eagles, and the other one being the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's be honest. That's in Pennsylvania. That is what people care about. And. The whole time all of this has been happening, the whole time Sandy Barber's been in State College, really, even prior to Sandy Barber, there's been this one team, we're going to be leaders in the community, we're going to help positively impact our community. And here is a perfect opportunity to just say, you know what, let's be leaders. Let's set the precedent of, if you want to go see, if you want to be rewarded for going to, you know, get your vaccine, being smart, being healthy, or staying safe, you can come into a football game. And I feel like it's it's detrimental to people who have kids or might be pregnant or 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 whatever that they've followed the rules, they've done all of this stuff, and then, you know, Jim from Jersey Shore is going to show up coughing, hacking a lung, sitting right on my lap, basically. I don't know. I, I was fired up. and it, It's just... This is a lack, the, the lack of a community leader. I'm reading my notes here. Like the lack of a community leader, like where is your community leadership? And this is a perfect chance to take it. And you, you, you throw out this wishy-washy personal liberties bullshit, basically. Oh yeah, it was, it was soft. The, ans- the answer was, wasn't soft. It was just, it was almost inept in some yeah. ways, right? Like it was, well, and, and, and I guess worse than that, it was untruthful, right? Yes. The, the, the truth is that the athletic department is going to do this to put people's fannies in seats, hopefully from their perspective, because they didn't have anybody in those seats last year. That's the truth. You know, you're right on everything you said. That, 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 although a couple things are interesting, one thing, and maybe there's a couple, the, the sports as a reward for functioning society feels like this great idea that went out the, out the window with one of the early ideas that we're going to do this for a few weeks and flatten the curve, right? Like, so those feel like things that ships ideas that have sailed but yeah there's an opportunity and it's not just penn state it's just the one we get to talk about easier than everybody else any any number in groups and schools could have done this for their big audiences and done whatever and and to say that to say that you feel that you've done the best you can is probably not true like I, i may not be as as scared or concerned about it as you are and once i'm outdoors and know that i'm vaccinated then it becomes about me caring a lot about other people to then have to wear a mask, right? Right. So, and, and that's not what they're asking me to do. But I think I have played by the rules. And my my rule was also, my motivating factor was also, well, they might do this for football and I want to be in those games, so I'm going to do this. And we might want to travel and somebody might want to say that you need this to travel. And I'm okay with that. Like to me, those aren't egregious hurdles to, to go over. I don't think anybody's tracking me as a result of it. I don't think I'm giving up any political might as a result of it. You know, I took the measles, mumps, and rubella things when I was kiddled their vaccines. Like, I know they, they right. function differently in terms of what they do a little bit because how this one's done, but it's the same animal rather than going into a deep dive on science. So, yes, I think if you're an institution and you want to frame yourself as a leading institution and a thought leader in community caring, there's one action you would take, which was the one that wasn't taken in this instance. And there's another action you could take, which was the one that was taken in this instance. 
and that's understandable from a money standpoint, but also unfortunate from some other standpoints, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I truly think that this all comes back to the fact that Penn State just wants the money. I, I, I think it, it unfortunately is that is that they, it's it's so obvious, painfully obvious in the last week that Penn State just wants to try to find new ways to make money, whether it's this, whether it's the charging parking for Penn State baseball games um, or this new tailgate guys thing, which I guess it's been around for a few seasons, but you know, it, it, it's very obvious. Penn State is just thirsty for money at this point. And I, at some point it looks trashy. Like I, I know that sounds weird to say, but at some point it looks trashy because if you truly are a top tier athletic department, which I genuinely firmly believe in my heart of hearts, that Penn State is a top five athletic department in the country then why aren't you just taking the lead on this, showing some initiative, showing some whatever it may be? Because you know what? I guarantee if they came out tomorrow and they said, you know what? We read Darian's petition. It worked. I'm changing my mind. Right. Yeah, like, I guarantee vaccine rates go up in, in the state of Pennsylvania because people want to go see Penn State football that bad. And my other thing with it is, like, here's another opportunity – where I feel like Penn State is failing at this. If you're not vaccinated, you know, and I understand some people haven't been able to find the vaccine, which uh, I, I mean, I kind of understand it, but I don't understand it at this point. Um, and, and you have the means and the money to get into a Beaver Stadium for a football game. There should be a vaccine clinic there. Like you should be able to pick up the vaccine at, at the game. I would be okay with that, with the negative COVID test. I've had well, a couple of Go ahead. It might be perfect for it, right? Because you're going to come back in three weeks anyway. Right. right? Realistically, right. you could do. Yeah. I, I think part of it is, I, well, I, I don't think, I, the main part is the money. Like it's, it's just the ease, it's the path of least resistance toward the, the, the pile at the end of the rainbow. And I, but I do think the other challenge, not making excuses, but they're not, they're not organized and supported enough to find people to get people in gates in, in general, without adding another hurdle for that, I don't think. I think that may scare them too. Even though I know the hurdles aren't high and the technology allows yeah, you I, to show whatever else, but I, I think trying to find workers would be another challenge. I wanna I wanna agree with what you say there, and I don't. I, and, and practically, I agree with what you're saying. Logically, I have a tough time just because of if I can, you know, if I have to do mobile ticketing, it can't be that hard to tie it into an app somehow there. You oh, know? No, somebody has, I mean, you they know, exist. Someone's, yeah, someone's got it. I mean, you know, clear the, the like the other alternative to TSA pre-check has like its own system. And there's yeah. a couple of other, like, which if you were smart, that would be a, a business you'd go into right now. But, and, and a couple of people actually reached out to me today and was like, honestly, like no offense, I'm not going to sign this because I don't think it's strong enough basically. I don't think it's, it, it should be vaccine only. And, and, but you know what? Like uh, I want to, I tried, wanted to try to be practical about it. There you go. Do I think this petition is going to do anything? Absolutely not. Do I think I'm going to make a difference here? Absolutely not. Will I still go to Penn State football games this season? Absolutely. But my God, I, it's just like, it's, it's just like a common courtesy. Like it's just a common courtesy at this point. Well, when I saw it, when I first saw it, I envisioned you up on, and this is this is going to be too young for you, too old for you, I think. I envisioned, envisioned you up on a table with a little piece of paper spinning around for the room saying vaccine. No, no, so Norma oh. Ray. 
Norma Ray with Sally Field. And it was about unionizing a, a mill where she worked. And she stood up on a table in the middle of the thing and just showed back, showed this word union. And I visited you with a little vaccine sign, like for the whole room to see. And like, I don't know. I just, I don't know why this sat weird with me. I just, I, I was texting with a friend that they, they said, you know, I am choosing between my health and safety or going to Penn State football games, which I've been, I've gone to pretty much my entire life. And I'll be honest, like I, I would not want to be in that spot. I genuinely wouldn't because, you know, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to, it's not fair to that person. It's not fair to people that are trying to protect you. It's not fair that you're spending your hard earned money, no matter how wealthy you are. And, 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 you know, let's be honest, Penn State football season tickets aren't necessarily cheap you're still spending your hard earned money. We, we, we save for those tickets every year. It's something we save for. It's like we pay our mortgage and it's just, it's, it's just, it feels disrespectful. It just feels disrespectful. It feels lame. And you know, I don't know. I just, uh, I think, I think one of the cool things about state college, I think one of the cool things about and state itself is you can go anywhere and you can have that chipmunk logo on your shirt and somebody will, will hit you with a we are and it is a common beautiful common bond that not a lot of other schools have and there's just a common bond that that really could help people grow and, and really help the, the this community and i'm just shocked that i really am shocked that, that it's not required and, and again I understand people being like, yes, it should be only vaccine. And, and I agree with that in theory. I agree with that in theory and in, in practice. I, I, I have a tough time agreeing with it because if you can show me that you're negative COVID test within the last X amount of hours, I feel a little bit safer being around you and, and would appreciate that. But I don't know. That's just like, it, it annoyed me, Steve. That's what I'm fired up about today. I know. I, I was impressed with the passion, which is great. So I, I'm glad. I think it's good to be able to have that way. I'm not, I don't know that I have a, I think you're in the majority of people who, because I do think there's a piece of Penn State fans, right? And it's why this, why, why the university is, it feels like is doing what it's doing. Again, a money thing and the state, the state, you know, legislature saying, well, you know, so there's, there's, there's a cohort there that is, sizable but i don't think is the majority on this and again i I don't i don't see the big hurdle they're not asking me to cut off a limb they're not asking me to give boatloads of money they're asking me to take a shot which i'm sure someone of my more conservative friends would tell me is is a slippery slope and whatever else but no i thought your i thought your approach was good and i i i think it's cool i guess neat i had something else to say and i forgot it i you know what actually i do have some one more thing to say and i'll show Here's what pisses me off about all of this too is like you're hurting that we we've made a sacrifice as a fan that you no longer can get autographs, you no longer can get the meet and greet, you no longer can do all of this stuff to protect players. And yes, even predominant players probably aren't getting the vaccine by judging by some of the quotes that I've read recently. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like what did you go out there and, and toot your own horn for about a whole year? Oh, we didn't have any negative or any positive COVID tests this week. Like, what was the point of all that at this point? If, if you're just going to, well, people could, 
you could, could, could come to the game. And if they got COVID, it's fine. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, and, and I think it's, 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 it's not confusing. It's the, the, the hypocrisy gets revealed in the pursuit for money. Right. It's just, it's just what it is. And, and, and we built this institution up. We built this institution of college football up and college sports up, not necessarily at one school up to such a degree that nobody's making this decision because they don't want to give up the money, you know? Right. So. I, and I, I think we get to the, like the stick to sports line with this in a way um, in terms of, of, of making like what, what do we ask of our athletes? What do we ask of our athletic institutions? And do we ask too much of them in society? Here, yes, again, probably like Penn State football, Penn State athletics probably shouldn't be the one telling me to go get the vaccine. But they're the one that I'm going to listen to. If, 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 I'm, if I'm a season ticket holder and I can't go to games, and I, and I just want to point this out, and I thought this was great earlier, you know, this isn't this is a new idea. Like Oregon and Oregon State are doing it now. It's required by the state that they're doing it, but there's several NFL teams that are doing it. And you know, I thought the funny part was when the Saints did it, they had 120 calls. They said they had 120 people said, "We do not want my tickets anymore. I'm not showing you my vaccine card. I am not getting a negative COVID test." <laughs> Yet at the same time, there were thousands of people reportedly calling phone lines being like, hey, if anybody is getting rid of their tickets, I will gladly take it. And I guarantee the same thing is, is, is happening in Beaver Stadium right now, because I'm sure that there is some dude in Newcastle, PA, that got rid of his season, would get rid of his season tickets, who's got great Nittany Lion Club points. And and you're and, and Steve and I are just moving up the list, just moving up the list. Now, in fairness, and to change the subject slightly, I am oh, now God. keeping a list of the towns we've we, we've we've worked to slightly offend. Okay, we've got uh, York, Jersey York. Shore, and Newcastle. Okay, so if we at this rate now, it's it's been we're in the second season. So, but if we if we step up our game by the end of the season, we we can probably get a half dozen places ticked off that we're, we think we're better than or something. Or the people aren't as good well, I, I tried to balance, balance it out too because I feel like I've been going like Eastern PA lately. Jersey Shore is is relatively Eastern, I would consider, um, and and then Newcastle Western. It does, PA, yeah, you, you know, that's what I'm saying. We're, to balance we're, it out. We're gonna get the whole state pissed off. That's great. Yeah, go up to well, Erie. Nothing. Maybe they'll listen. All the way down to Breezewood. You're next, Erie and Breezewood. That's right. Oh God, Breezewood. What a, what a time. All right. Anyways, I, you have anything else? I'm I'm sorry. I know I took 15 minutes or 20 minutes. No, there. you did good. Good deep up. cleansing breaths now. Thank you. We're going to less controversial. We're going to go to positive stuff. I appreciate the passion. I think that's great. Like I think that's wonderful. I that's why we did this said, podcast. Isn't that great that he did that? I'm and I worried about you. I'm like, oh, some some mean people on social media are going to beat him up, but it hasn't happened yet. So one one person's been a little mean. Somebody hit me with a Stanley GIF, um, rolling their eyes. But other than that. You know, I wanted okay. to quote retweet it and say, look at what my friend has done and tag Penn State football. But then I'm afraid you're really going to get beat up because people are going to look at Penn State eh, football. I don't really care. So, oh, good. People then I'll send it. Meaner things to me. That's fine. All right. Moving on to happy, positive thoughts. Steve, um, one of, probably one of, maybe my top one annual tradition in sports that is not football related is the little league world series. I love the little league world series. It is amazing. It is truly one of the best sporting events 
I want to talk about it with you. Uh, you might have a unique perspective on it. I've, I've been there. I have a, I think I have a little bit of a unique perspective, but, but you grew up in that area, that neck of the woods, right? Yep. Um, let's, let's, let's go there, Steve. How much has, has the Little League World Series series changed in your lifetime? Oh, wow. It, it, well, it, it might have changed. What was, was your earliest memory of it? Before we, sorry. And then we can. My earliest change. memory was watching uh, Saturdays on ABC's Wild World of Sports. They would replay the championship game. So mm-hmm. back then, the championship game was played at like noon or one, and then it was rebroadcast at like 3 30 or 4 on ABC's Wild World go, of Sports. You, so it wasn't you live. Didn't go? I went once or twice when I was really young, but then in high school, we would go every year. Like we would go, we had two days for football, right? So we'd go two days for football practice. And then South Williamsport was 10 miles from Montgomery where I, where my high school was. We would go hang out during the day there then, and then go back for the second one. So no, I spent, uh, of up to the year 18, I probably spent eight or 10 summers over there for a decent amount of time. Um, and then covered it when I was at the Lock Haven Express. Um, uh, did I come down for the CDT? I forget. It was only one summer. So no, it was growing up. It was, it was the thing. Like, or if you would go, you come back and see if they saw, if you got if you were, got, saw a glimpse of yourself on camera. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right. All right. Uh, the first really big game I remember was eighty three or eighty six. I forget. Cody Webster with a team from the state of Washington near Seattle um, uh, broke the Taiwanese team's like stranglehold oh, yes. yeah. on winning all those streaks. Or winning all those games in a row because that was that that was always a thing. The Taiwanese teams, you know, won and people guessed whether they were too old or whether what was going on. Um, and honestly, not to belittle like Cumming County where I grew up, but it was in some ways the exposure of culture for people there, right? Because you'd get teams from Mexico yeah. and Canada and Japan coming in, so it was an influx of some people from from around the world that was neat. Um, it was sexy and exciting because the the, the people that broadcast it, whether it was Jim Palmer or I mean, just it was it's a who's who of who's broadcasted through the years. It was trivia. It was Brent Musburger's first assignment after he left CBS to come to ABC was the Little League World Series. So after he had the fallout with them mm-hmm. and came there, that was his first assignment. So it's been and it's changed a lot. Like it's gone from eight teams in a week to 16 teams over two weeks. It was from one stadium to two in terms of what I think of as major national sporting events i don't know that any has changed as much as that in the past in, in my lifetime super bowl's gotten bigger but the kentucky derby is the same you know right. it just yeah even in my lifetime it's really grown and it's yep. you wouldn't get all the games and now you get every game and you get detailed in-depth coverage of every single game and now yep. you know we talked about this last week with um the field of dreams game you had talked about you know how you want to go see the the little league classic which is the, the major league teams playing at the crosscutter stadium um okay so do where do you think it it fits in the american sports and it really like the american sports media lexicon and like its place do you do you think because we are from pa like i, I guess we, we would never really know this but do you think because we're from pa we just like this is such a big deal to people in pennsylvania or is it actually a big deal to people around the country it's a big deal or in pennsylvania and it's a pretty big deal in the u.s and worldwide like i i, I mean 
what we miss are the other ones. Like and this one is the biggest of all the World Series, right? Because there's still teams that come internationally to other age brackets of little league tournaments. Right. This is the, the 10 to 12 year olds. But yeah, I, I think this is accepted as a fairly major sporting event, and it's been it's been um, further in, further uh, enshrined in that or solidified in that with you know ABC's and ESPN's coverage wall to wall, and the major league players coming now, and they always ask them to you know talk about your little league World Series time and what you've done, um, and they've had great you know great players and stories that that have. They've come through the years that have gone on to be in the pro. I mean, it's very few, but there's enough right. that make it work, you know. And even hockey players, there's some real yeah, famous Chris hockey players. Yeah, Chris like Drew. when the Connecticut team won, right? Like, so it was just, yeah. I, I think it's a big event, and I think people would tell you that. I think when the Japanese teams win or the Taiwanese teams win, their country knows and they're proud, and they know what Weem Sport is, and they're working to try to get there year round. So yeah. When you travel, um, I know you don't live there anymore, but when you travel and you would say you're from Williamsport, do people go like? Oh, like the Little League World Series. Like, is that? Yeah. That's is a that... good point. Yeah, I do. I mean, that's a point of reference. I got, I'm like, I grew up in near Williamsport. My hometown is actually like 10 miles from Williamsport. You know, Little League World Series. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, so yeah, like, yeah that's, that's actually a good point because that's something that I do. And I'm sure I'm not alone. Um, you've, when you, we'll get into the sports media aspect of it now. Um, when you covered it, did you cover just like a couple games or did you, were you there for the whole shebang? I was there. For the whole shebang one year, other years it's been one-offs with teams. Um, and actually, the so the guy who started Little League, like Carl Stotts, the guy who in 1947 made the field smaller, mm -hmm. came to see us play when I was in Little League, right? So I had this, I knew that guy and then knew Little League too in terms of just being there. So no, I've covered it start to finish and I've covered like one-offs, like parachuted in depending on, you know, what we were covering or what somebody needed for something. I, you know, I... Well, yes, yeah, so you did it for what? What was your coverage? So, not to toot my own horn, you know, I, I have Sports Illustrated on my resume, but Ooh. I have AccuWeather on my resume. Toot but toot. I think my my most precious, my most favorite internship was the Little League World Series. So, I was a a writer for Little League, was working for Little League, and, and got to cover the whole thing. It, it, literally the whole thing. I was there the day, a couple of days before, and then all the way until covered the final game. And to me, like, I don't know, like there's, there's no better celebration of baseball in this country than the Little League World Series. It, it's just a, such an awesome event to see and experience and, and be at. And I think the coolest part about it is there's a couple things, the pin trading, which doesn't happening this year, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but is that is like, that's actually like, the number like that's the number two event to the game sometimes right, yeah. like if there's a bad game going on there's probably more people in the tent pin trading than there are watching like the game at, at, at the at volunteer stadium at least yep. um as steve's cat creeps creeps up on the camera yeah, um it, but I, I think the other cool thing about it is like everything's free uh, you, you parking is free the going in is free the food prices are actually like little league. Like you would go to your local little league and it's a dollar for a hot dog, a dollar for a soda, $2 for a hamburger. Everything is volunteer run. And it's just a very neat collective of, of Americana, I think. Um, and, and I think if you ever get the chance to go, you have to go for like a couple days. It's, it's not just a one day thing. I, I, I genuinely believe that because you don't get the experience 
different culture, the way people treat the games, the way people, Steve is, Steve is struggling with his cat right now on camera. So maybe we need to go to video next week. If the cat, the cat's going to be on, on camera. Yeah. If that's the thing that kicks us out. Um, it is. It, I, it's I just awesome. It, it's awesome. It's, it's truly the cool, the coolest sporting event I've ever been to. I took a guy about uh, five years ago from our church who had never been um, big baseball guy. I just said he'd never been. I'm like, well, let's go up. Let's just run up for the day and take in two games. And he's like, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. Right. And it, it was different in that there was more security than there was, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years ago, that kind of stuff, but it was still the same thing. And I totally forgot, like they still do. They still pass the hat like during the games. Like they still take a collection of like, mm-hmm. like just for, you know, to, to help yeah. offset the funds. Although I really don't think little league's hurting. I think they've no. done a great job of the sponsors and whatever else. Yes. But the kids certainly get a great experience. And I don't think, I mean, we don't know who says says no to them, but the number of people and, and why I think it's an important event who say yes, like Reggie Jackson was there this year, like throwing out a first pitch for a game. You know, it's all the A-list baseball people want to come and be a part of it in some way too. So I think that legitimizes it and tells you where it fits. I was going to say that too. Uh, that the, the announcer thing was cool because you're sitting there on press row and Nomar just walks right behind you. And I'm like, you're, oh my God, you're Nomar. Like I've played you in, as you, as you in video games for all these years. Like um, Joe Torrey was there the, the time that I went there was um, Mike Mussina, who is from Williamsport, right? Lives right there. That, yep. Up yep. that way was, was there. And it's just kind of neat to see those people and be like, whoa, like they're just here enjoying a baseball game. Like I'm sitting here enjoying a baseball game. Yep. I don't know. No, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a special place, but it's certainly a fun place. And, and it's, yes. a, it's a great piece of Americana yes. that that they've done a pretty decent job of protecting while at the same time finding sponsors and making revenue and changing food at the same, it's, you know, to, for what they need to do. And the museum up on the hill is great. It, it's, it's awesome. Um, it used to be run by a Penn Stater. I don't think she's there right. anymore. Like I copped an excuse for that one time. Like, oh, we got an alum up there. I'll go up and do a feature. Right. And it was yeah. a good, and it ended up being a good feature, but it was a good way to get back. And, and there's it. neat, there's neat like slices of baseball history there too. It's not just like a boy, like it's a very neat museum. Um, you know, I think I, I, the last question I want to ask Steve, the best part of the Little League World Series is not the games. It is the, the hill behind Lomity Stadium that, that you slide down on a cardboard box. Did you do that as a child? And would you do that today? I would do that today, and I did do that as a child and I, probably I, a teenager. When I went as a child, I, I, I did it, and then when I went back as a college student, I did it because it's just it's a cool tradition. I think that's it's, it's, yeah. No, it's, it's it sits. I mean, it, you know, it sits right along the highway, but then you drop down in. I mean, that was always the thing. Was it was just you had these people from all over the world who were the encamped for a week or now two weeks, you know, five or ten miles away from you, which was kind of neat. And they were, you know, for the longest time, well, for a while, at least four or five years more or less your age when you grew up. Um, so it, it was neat. And I, and I think, like I said, I think they have done a good job of protecting it while at the same time growing, staying it. current and growing it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we'll go over this last segment real quickly. Cause we, and then we've got old guy and guy, um, Steve, as you texted me, this is last Saturday was the last Saturday without college football until January. Uh, and I'm excited. Are you excited? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there's nothing on TV right now. So uh, I'm ready for Thursday night games. 
you know, I'm ready for regular games. I'm ready for big crowds, despite how they may be in there health-wise or not health-wise. Um, it just didn't feel like college football last year, a lot of the games, um, even, though, even though I watched them, right? Like, I, it's, right. it's my favorite sport and favorite time of the year just as a fan to kind of take it in. So interesting games this week include Nebraska at Illinois, which interesting is a relative mm-hmm. term, uh, Hawaii at UCLA, um there's a the uh hbcu game with alcorn state and nc central uh and i just i don't know i'm just excited the football's back i'm excited to 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 like there's nothing better than on a thursday night or on a saturday night after you get home from a game and you're sitting there and you're like there, there's stuff to watch on tv and you can just fall asleep to like USC beating down Colorado at, at, at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night. Like, it, it's just such a great feeling. Um, Steve, we, I, we'll we save Penn State talk for next week. Um, are yep. you – is there anything in particular that you are interested by this college football season? Any team that you – and you can't, you can't say Penn State um, – that you're interested by? Um, any player that you're interested by? I'm interested in a coach. Okay. And how his players perform. All right. And I am, and, and how people respond to how his players perform. And that would be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Interesting. You're of course, talking about Bill O'Brien. I have been, I really have, like, I was on Twitter the other day and there was a picture of, of Bill O'Brien in an Alabama, like, crew neck or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, so. I'm interested to see what Bill O'Brien does. It, yeah, it, I just think that's the most interesting job in college yeah. football, right? Because they somebody gets in that seat every couple of years, yeah. and they're 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 still decent. So I think there's pressure, obviously. Um, and I'll just be intrigued. Like, I mean, you know, you, you think Elaine Kiffin is doing his penance, both of his two predecessors, and, and him as well, but and OB, OB as well, but both his predecessors doing their penance in college football and coaching in general, and and learning from Saban and getting all the bad things rubbed off, and then moving on to their next job. But I think of them as being not softer because Kiffin was a smart ass and loud, but it'll it just be interesting. I, I can't I can't it's, imagine Saban bitching at OB on the sideline. Like I like that'll be interesting. Yeah, because like OB, like he was an alpha. Like like right. he's an alpha. It's 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 very fascinating to me. That's that's a good. I like that. That's a good um, good one. What about you? Uh, you know what I am excited for? I am excited for the just like the pomp and circumstance to come back mm-hmm. like you said like i just i missed that you missed that like you missed mascots you missed bands you missed all of that stuff and I, the, the, the little stupid traditions like that that really make college football that much better than nfl football um exactly no player that i'm excited for um this year like i, I think dj Ulalele is going to be interesting to watch mm-hmm. Um, Mackenzie Milton is very fascinating to me. Um, of course the, the UCF quarterback who then damn near lost his leg and, and now is at Florida state, but that's, that's a good, I like your little prediction there. That was nice. That was, that was good. All right. I try. All right. Well, Steve, you won't be watching those games this weekend. Maybe the late game, not the one o'clock game. Okay. Which is Southern Utah. At San Jose State. That's okay, maybe CBS, not the late game. <laughs> maybe CBS not the late game. You also have 
uh, uh, you might not get this game. UTEP at, at New Mexico State. Um, but it's a big weekend in the, the Samsel house. Your your eldest daughter, Danny, Correct. Danny, Danny, yep. Danny yep. she goes by Danny. She's getting married. Uh, Steve, do you approve of the young man that she's married? Oh, yeah. We, 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 it's all good. Okay. All good. Yep. You already straighten him out. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we're on the same page. Clean, no, no. clean, clean the guns on the front porch when he comes <laughs> over. Type thing. Um, yeah. Steve, I, I, I'm sure you're excited about this week's wedding. I want to know, as someone who is married, both of us are married, um, but I obviously got married at a very different time frame than you. I want to know what has been the most stressful part about the modern wedding as a as a dad, and and what was the most stressful part about your wedding. Um, the most stressful part about mine was, um, I was Protestant. She was Catholic. Got married in a Catholic church. Did all, did all the little training stuff up beforehand. It was all good until the night before at rehearsal, the priest said, just so you know, that when we have mass, if anyone comes from that side of the church to get mass, to receive mass, they will be denied. That Can't was the night right now, but it, it's making a, it's making a face. That was the night before. So that was somewhat stressful. Okay. Um, there hasn't been, no, I mean, they got, Danny and Dylan are organized and stuff. We've been done it. I mean, this one's. You've been like, uh, you're, you're the dad. So you, you're. I'm clueless. Yeah. Like you're not really involved per se. Right, right. Like you feel I'll like, tell you what has changed. What has changed. What has changed. Then okay. to now, at least in the way we're doing it and perhaps we're not strong enough about we're not strong about we're not strong about this is the list changed the invitation list changed when we got married there was a friend's table like it was both the families and we had like a dozen people at this event and i am sure the next wedding that will be coming in our future in the next eight months there's more friends than there are family and that's not a bad thing, right? Okay. And I don't, I don't necessarily, but it, it just changed. Like I, I don't necessarily care, but it's just flipped a little bit, right? So, um, no. Other than that, like I think they're both. The process has been the same for the most part, you know. Um, and I'm not really right. Stuff's organized. I'm not really worried are, about any. any are you, rain, are you stressed care. about anything? Like, are you anxious about anything on for Saturday? Is it Saturday? Is it a Saturday? Saturday. Okay. So since nobody's has is going to listen this far in. Yeah. I'll let you know that, that what I am concerned about is that, that when I dance, I'm going to do a, a little thing with my daughter. Right. Oh, okay. and, and I, and, and there's my, there's some concern that on my part that people think might think my dance steps are aptly, actually an epileptic seizure or some kind of Tourette's. Mm. So, mm. because I got no rhythm or nothing. Mm. So there, there's a slight chance that someone could look mm. at what I do and say, Oh my God, we should, should we check on him? So that is my yeah. only concern. Okay. okay. Well, that and that is your... clearly an old white guy concern. Yeah, that's, that checks out for your age. Um, let's see what else about weddings. Uh, is it an open bar or are you just just beer? Yeah, wine? yeah, yeah. No, some there's some concern there, okay. but you know we're providing transportation, you know, a little oh. bus and everything. So yeah, Good. yeah, Good. yeah. Um, okay. uh, Hopefully, and the concern is right, and as long as nobody's in the police blot of the day after, right? Like that's okay. the other thing. But I don't, I don't think that'll be the case. So. Well, well, I hope that I'm your first call. I can, I can come. I'll, I'll text you and we'll start with that text next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations. Um, Thank you. I, do you. Do you feel like you're going to be emotional? Like, are you are you a crier? Are you going to cry? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I feel good about that right now, but everybody insists that 
it's going to be waterworks. Right, right. Now we've joked okay. about that through the years. More so, do you think you will cry or your wife will cry more? Oh, no, it'd be me. I mean, I, I'm feeling no, good about it right now, but we're a couple days away. But yeah, it'll be me. Okay. Eventually. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and are you are going with suit or tux? Tux got to pick it up. Okay. All right. Please don't forget to do that. All black. Hopefully it won't be hot. Like, oh, is, all is, black the, is everything outside? What, what What's the situation? Like? Nothing's outside, but nothing's you know, outside? just you got to walk to it. So we'll see. Okay. Then again, sure I don't some, hey, make sure you put some deodorant on. All right. I, I'm going to use some. Yeah. First okay. day. Sure. Okay. First time. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you. Hopefully, um, I won't be texting you. I'll, I'll get. I'll text you some update. I I just want to see you in a text. I'm sure there will be pictures on Facebook. I'm friends <laughs> we can with facilitate various that. members of the the Samsel family on the various social media apps. So, all right. Um, anything else you want to add this week? Anything? No, good stuff. I'm proud of your petition. I'm glad. I'm ready you. for glad to talk little league. Was ready for football season. Thank so no, you. this is great. I, I'm, I know you've got a wedding to focus on, but I think you're already starting to plan for next week's podcast. I think we will talk about Penn State predictions. Maybe we'll do a little over under again. Um, and you know what? I think it's time for another quiz, Steve. Sorry. But okay. It's, it's been a while. That's okay. I'll feel good about this week. And then next week, I'll be screwed. Yeah. Be you know, so got to give you something negative to look forward okay, to. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. We'll see. No, no promises on the quiz, but I think I think we'll get there. Um, all right. So subscribe to the podcast on the podcasting services. Uh, if you could uh, give us five stars, that would be great. Uh, people have. Uh, I have a petition out. If you'd like to sign that, uh, you don't have to, but take a look at it. If you've made it this far into the podcast, chances are you've already signed the petition. Uh, the email for the show is stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send oh, Steve's tweeting about me right now. Um, please, please send your predictions on how many times Steve cries at the wedding because I think I'm going to set the over under. Fair at, over under. At least six. So I will. I will check check with my other sources. Bet the under on that. I I don't think it's going to be six. I I can think of like at least six moments that you you're going to cry. <laughs> um. All right. And then uh, if you have some feedback, you can email us with that feedback or you can just tweet at us with that feedback, which my Twitter handle is at Stuff Summer Says. Yours is? At Steve Sampson. All right. I've got nothing else to add other than next week we get to talk about Penn State football. And my God, am I excited. I'm just so excited. We'll see you next week. All right. See you. Goodbye.